0: In my experience, the closest thing to trudging through a swamp of fresh, steaming, human effluent uh, is having an arranged marriage. Hi um, my name's Harry and this is kind of my story. I'm sort of exfoliating my life from arranged marriage onwards. Uh, Oh and just a few little uh, safety announcements. Um, The recording quality will be mediocre to shit because uh, I move around a lot and taking a studio with me is hard to do. I'm currently in a temporary apartment in Paris. Looking out onto a square there is um, a fountain in the middle, a burger king at the back and a man selling shawls at the front. Welcome to modern France Um, and also I can't control the ambient noise because I am not god so you will most definitely hear doors creaking. You will hear um, a big box of pipes making a noise. I don't know Noise they're making, and whether I should be panicked about it. But you'll hear it, and um, uh, uh, and this will change because I move around a lot. Uh, also, uh, if you think I'm just being a bit slow and talking like um, a lot of pensive hesitation or contemplation or or you know Pinteresque intelligent pauses, it's not that. It's that I've got a stammer. And uh, my therapist says that it's my true voice waiting to come out. I say it's that my brain is not working very well. And the words don't get sent down to the mouth quick enough. Anywho. Are you sitting comfortably? I hope so. Here goes. Let's start at the place where all good stories should start. At the baggage carousel in Amritsar International Airport in India. It's a pretty awful place. Uh, I was once there and um, a roof panel collapsed and out of the roof came about 300, I exaggerate, 100 big, big rats. And the amazing thing is they all knew where to go, they just kind of fell out meow, headed for the door. I, um, I was there collecting my bag, strangely, which wasn't there. Ah, they lost it, thank you Air India The Air India service was incredible over there The first class, yes I travelled in first class Move on Because um, it was cheap Keep on moving Was incredible It was like the days of the Raj But you know Without the elephants and segregation and so on um, The champagne was impeccable The caviar service was Proper, they knew what to do, unlike on Thai Airways once, where they made a caviar sandwich in brown bread. Okay, uh, the economy class was a bit like a hostage situation, but hey, I wasn't there. Um, So all that was fine, but they lost my bag. I went to the desk and I said, hi there, big man with big moustache and really, really, really big, powerful smell. Uh, where's my bag? They said, it's in Bombay. I said, thank you. They said, "It's you're very welcome. Would you like a free cup of tea? and an onion bhaji, I said no, they said okay, I said cheerio, I'd lost my bag, I went outside, my parents were waiting, my mum was not smiling because she knows me well, she knows that no bag equals disaster, dad just thought I'd learnt how to travel light, uh, he doesn't know me that well, um, we got into the car, it was midnightish, ish and uh, India always, in my opinion, smells of fire, and warm Weetabix. Not a bad smell. It's just the India smell. Fire and warm Weetabix. Um, and that's what it smelt like. Uh, even with all the big bat-sized moths flying around the lights. And the the, the craziness of people with bags on their head. It still smelt the way it always has done. Day, night, morning, afternoon, whenever. The journey back to my granddad's house was very calm. I only saw three cows and two fatal car accidents. India really is coming on. Uh, I turned my phone on waiting for the bombardment of texts. I just knew the text that was coming and I had my answer already. I was primed for this. Threw my phone to the side waiting for that bombardment. I wasn't bombarded. For the first five minutes no bombardment looked out the window breathed a bit still no bombardment and um, finally a text came but it was from the Indian telecom service um, oh are you hear you hear that door oh that's like a French bloke downstairs doing something French and arty it was a text saying welcome uh, gave me an earthly welcome to India where do they think I was coming from got to my granddad's house which like all Indian houses in my experience Um, very brightly lit white walls and most definitely woodworm and um, was fed huge amounts of food and then I went to my room it was a normal evening Uh, I lay on my bed and still no text But also what wasn't there was any form of emotion. I was about to embark on the single most important action of my life up to that point. Uh, And yes, I had been in the Harvey Nichols sale. So even more important than that, I was going there to meet my bride. How did I feel? I felt felt sad about my bag I felt a little tired I felt a little in need of a a, uh, charcoal face mask but the idea of meeting someone that I'd never met before and inevitably agreeing to marry them didn't even register it was was, um, just something that I knew I had to do my elder brother did it my parents did it my grandparents did it. You know, get where I'm going with this. Um, it's just, and who was I to break a, you know, a proud, proud family tradition? And they all didn't feel anything either. I think um, apathy is the closest Indians get to romance. Um, so I went to bed. No text. No emotion. Um, no bag no moisturizer. A quick footnote, um, I'm guessing you'll want to know uh, the mechanics of the arranged marriage so here goes. My granddad very enthusiastically um, was leading the process and he said he asked me for my bio data and I went whoa there old man why why do you need to know those kind of uh, details and that's not going to help my case. And after an embarrassing moment, he told me that, no, it wasn't um, intimate dimensions, that he was after mores of my education, um, the net worth of my family. Um, and uh, did we have any dodgy uncles that will bring shame upon this happy, 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 love-soaked union? I said, nope, um, and I'll find out the rest. And uh, I did. Um, he took pictures of me actually he got me to take pictures of myself and i had red streaks in my hair at that time and i thought no mm, they're not going to like that over in you know the dust bowl so i had the streaks taken out see i should have known then that it was a bad idea um who are they to change me and uh, i had my picture taken it was sent over to india I didn't hear anything until a sack load of applicants i mean we're talking like like applicants for you know more than they get on on big brother or love island and i am um, uh, i didn't actually see any pictures I'm supposed to see pictures of the applicants but i don't know there was some issue and to be fair i really didn't give a shit i didn't care i just went along with the processes it's, it's so weird how one little thing can eat one little other thing and you don't really realise and then, boom, you're married. But that's my cautionary tale, kids. Watch out for the boom, you're married bit. Because it happens without realising. One day you could be sat there having your highlights done. Next day, sat next to a person to get married to them forever. Um, so that's how that happened. And then he was insistent because, of, um, because he wanted me to marry someone from India that uh he will handle it all over in india i think even at one point i was advertised in a newspaper a bit like a second hand volkswagen um but it, it i mean it turned up the goods yeah i'm i'm a a hot piece of meat what with my british passport <clears throat> not a cynic whatsoever so um that's that's how that happened so i remember two things about the car journey to see my at this point faceless bride one was that i was wearing my granddad's trousers um and uh they were not skinny jeans they were very much a pair of granddad's trousers um and the other thing i remembered is how quiet the car was there was a th- about three cars my granddad and my grandma in one car uh, an old uncle from i don't know how he's related but he's elderly and he's brown therefore he's an uncle um in another car and my um parents and me in uh, the final car with the driver my parents were in completely quiet they weren't even making small talk it was over on the way to a funeral or something um i just i wasn't really in the mood for small talk either we just had to go there and get this done and then move on um I just kept staring out the window and seeing all these houses, weird architecture. I mean, they were not from any uh, notable school of architecture, unless the school was full of a lot of drunk, bad people. Um, and they had like concrete, concrete things on um, on the roof. Like one had a concrete football, one had a concrete aeroplane. Uh, Swiss Air, I remember thinking, oh, you're international. Um, one had a concrete uh, golf club uh, which uh, I think sparked my dad's interest and um, I just thought to myself it's not just one mad person there's streets and streets full of mad people, this is probably what they like here I really don't know this place I really don't know these people, I just hope to goodness uh, Mrs. Harry doesn't have something mad on her roof arrived at the house and thank goodness there was no concrete obscenity on the roof there was however a little welcoming committee uh a, her father her her uncle her, her mom uh and an auntie um and um her, she wasn't there um and i uh, I, I i walked in uh, relieved that there was, uh, you know, it so far seemed quite normal. Uh, i kind of happy that the dad was wearing full general's uniform and not like in a I'm a bit uh, kooky kind of way. He was a general. Um, and uh, we walked in. House was, as you'd expect, brightly lit, white walls. And this time, definitely woodworm. I mean, I could almost f- uh, fit in one of those little holes we got in there and as i always do in these spaces i was i was kind of uh, mentally uh, doing the interior design i was thinking like a very gentle shade of uh of uh mint green on the walls because you could go in for like a miami 1950s kind of feel you know one of those kind of like a, a wooden colonial kind of a window blind thing some cane furniture they had cane furniture some big palm prints uh, scatter cushions it could have worked really well i would have uh, uh lost the display cabinet that they had which had three pictures of sikh gods and one giant ceramic head of homer simpson that could have gone i mean apart from that it was a blank canvas um and I was having a great time. I was thinking, now, do we do spotlights or shall we just do, like, floor lights? Let's bring this right the way back. And this kind of very ample lady was, she was kind of wandering around and handing people juice. Uh, they were taking the juice and they're drinking the juice. And she arrived at me. I took the juice. I started drinking the juice and she didn't move on. I thought, oh, awkward. What do we do? Um, she, is she after a tip? Um try some cardio there's a tip i thought but i didn't say that um it took me about 10 seconds to realize the juice bearer was my beloved there she was yeah um everyone found it really funny because it is isn't it we were then asked to go into a small room um and talk privately so romantic we actually went into their parents' bedroom, which wasn't weird whatsoever, and we sat at the end of the bed. And that wonderful, smiley demeanour that I remember well dropped the minute that door closed. We sat on this prickly polyester sofa, um, and she just started the interrogation. For a moment, I thought I was at an immigration counter in North Korea, but I wasn't. I was falling in love. And she started asking me pretty serious questions. Why are you here? Like, oh, because that's where the aeroplane bought me. Um, I have no spine. I do whatever my granddad tells me to. The normal. And um, she then said, what, what kind of um, income do I have? I said, well, that's all right. Um, she wasn't happy with that. She wanted to know more about the family business. I said, look, you got the biodata. You could have checked all me out on company's House. I mean, a point of forensic accountant. If that's not true love, what is? Um, and uh, it was hard questioning, and I tried to do a few hard questions, but I, c- I couldn't really. I thought, you know what? I'm gonna throw you a curveball. I'm gonna I'm gonna take you off your offensive. Um, deep uh, within that quite large carcass, there must. be... Uh, beat the heart of a lady um turns out not i asked her a question which i i love being asked i said so what are your dreams and to be fair to her she did attempt um a genuine smile and then she sort of took a deep breath and thrust her bust upwards, of which there was a lot, and she said, I dream, I dream, I dream of being India's number one sniper. I'm sorry, I said, I dream of being India's number one sniper. Right. As in, a person with a gun that shoots other people in the head. Like that kind of sniper? Or is there another kind of arts and crafts kind of sniper that I'm, I'm not aware of? She said no, no, she, she was like the shooting in head type sniper. Uh, and apparently she had joined the cadets through her dad when she was quite young. And um, she had taken to the gun she was in love with the gun actually she had about four of her own guns i thought oh this would be amazing if i was from texas um she then she then uh, um found that to be a very very alluring question and found me slightly alluring because of it and uh, i was if i could have soiled my underwear i really would have done but i don't think my granddad would have appreciated his trousers being made a little damp um the door opened and in came a little houseboy um, with plates and plates of fried carbohydrates my uh, my eyes widened with horror and her mouth widened with delight and she ate everything within about 20 seconds and then my grandad came in and said um, so how are things going and she looked over to him very happy having some kind of Uh, sugar rush and said you've asked me a very good question and things are going very well uncle i thought holy shit we're in it now fast forwarding we left the house we uh she stayed there i got in my car as we were driving my granddad turned and saw me in the back and said so what's your answer i mean there was only going to be one answer, because uh, I was a coward. So the answer was, of course, <laughs> I'd be delighted to marry that terrifying, hideous woman. Um, and off it went, and then it began. Everyone was really happy, apart from my parents. They were kind of like, you know, apathetic. And it dawned on me, I was apathetic. That was it. I've had my own overwhelming sense of apathy. I was finally one of them. Happy days. Um, Got back to my granddad's very large and very mad house. They all did something in in one of the 12 lounges while I uh, went to my room, um, said that I needed to kind of change out of these circus trousers and put my own clothes back on. Um, And um, I just sat on my bed. I just stared into the wall breathed in the smell of industrial flea, flea killer and uh, didn't feel anything really tried to have a glance out the window but all the windows had big black security bars on them so I just lay on my side in the bed and apparently in transcendental meditation you've got to clear your mind of all thoughts um, there's a and it's it's a long, laborious process of speaking some kind of weird mantra. The other way to do it, if you want, is agree to have an arranged marriage. Your brain just empties within a moment. You feel a weird uh, sense of stillness. Sort of like before an artillery barrage. Um, I just lay there, curled up, a little ball on my side. Probably how little five-year-olds do when they get a bit scared. Um. And then my phone started to ring. I thought, I know who this is. I'm not going to answer it. They didn't text yesterday, so screw them. It rang again. I didn't answer it. It rang for the third time. I didn't answer it. I let it ring off. And then I, um, after about five minutes, I thought, "Oh, grow up. At least have a shred of bravery. So I picked up the phone. And um, I started typing in a very quick uh, text message and I just typed the three words. I said yes. I pressed send. I let it fly and then I turned my phone off. I just threw my phone to the end of the bed and that was that. Because I was an idiot, I thought, Yeah, that that will, that puts that in that box, doesn't it? Nice neat little box. Little text message. There we are, as so though you're kind of you know, you're you're talking to someone in a call centre. Thank you very much for inquiring, but 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 uh uh but no. Goodbye. Right, on to the gardening. Um apparently it isn't that easy. Oh, uh, and a quick Paris update before I say ta uh, A pigeon the size of Boris Johnson has just landed on my drainpipe. Um, I suspect he's going to offer me the world and then fly off. I'll keep you posted.